are listening to The Sun on the Strip. I'm Brock Radke, entertainment writer for the Las Vegas Sun, and every Wednesday I'll have an exclusive conversation with someone who is being fabulous on the Las Vegas Strip, as well as an update on what's going on in the world of entertainment here in Vegas. Thank you for listening. The big holiday weekend that Las Vegas and the rest of the country has been pointing to for months as the time when things would get back to normal, it's here. The 4th of July is Sunday, and this is the first major three-day weekend for Las Vegas since the city and the Strip return to full capacity with no restrictions. This weekend will bring the biggest non-sports live entertainment events Vegas has seen in 15 months, including the first major concert at Allegiant Stadium with dance music star Elenium on Saturday night, Dave Chappelle at MGM Grand Garden Arena Friday and Saturday, Bruno Mars in the first major residency show comeback at Park Theater Saturday and Sunday, and many more. We also have some major production shows returning this week. Cirque du Soleil's Mystere already made its comeback on Monday, and O at Bellagio reopens Thursday. Shin Lim, who you're going to hear from in just a bit, reopens his show at the Mirage Thursday as well, and so does another magician, Xavier Mortimer, who takes his new show from Bally's to the Strat. If you're in town and looking to score some tickets to some of these big shows or others taking over the strip for the weekend, be sure to read my Best Bets column this Friday and every Friday. It's at LasVegasSun.com. Speaking of the Strat, another show was announced for the suddenly energized Strat Theater on Monday night, and it's a headlining residency from a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. Sammy Hagar and Friends has already planned four shows this fall at the Strat. So this was just announced Monday night, and today, which is Tuesday for me, I bumped into Adam Steck of Spy Entertainment. He's co-producing Sammy Hagar's show. And those four shows have already sold out before going on sale to the general public. So expect to see many more shows added to the schedule very soon. Uh, Hagar is going to be playing lots of songs from past bands. Van Halen, of course, Chickenfoot, The Circle, and stuff from his solo career. And that's clearly a very different show from uh, Xavier Mortimer's The Dream Maker, which is a really whimsical and fun magic show. So Spy Entertainment and The Strat are already doing interesting things in that room. I think you should keep an eye on it. One of my favorite Vegas comedians is coming back to his residency on July 26th. Eddie Griffin returns to the Sahara for another midweek residency. He'll play Monday through Wednesday at 8 p.m. Now, he had been performing at the smaller club-type space known as the Sayers Club. A lot of change and renovation has occurred at the Sahara and is continuing to happen. And it looks like he's going to play his first few shows in the Magic Mike Theater. That place has not opened yet. Uh, Magic Mike is going to return to shows in August. So, And then in August, uh, Eddie Griffin is going to jump over to the Sahara Theater, which is a larger space near the Bizarre Meat Restaurant. Glad to have him back. He's hilarious. Uh, comedy legend, if you ask me. On more residency show news, the Righteous Brothers, Bill Medley and Bucky Hurd, are moving from Harris at Center Strip to the South Point, which is on Las Vegas Boulevard, but much farther south. And they'll be performing there beginning in August. They'd been at Harris Showroom since 2017, uh, this move makes sense since Bill Medley has been buddies with South Point owner Michael Gaughan for years, and the hair showroom is about to be the home of a new residency from Donny Osmond later this year. 
you might remember my interview with Bucky Hurd on Sun on the Strip a few months back. This is a great act, uh, obviously, and it will do very well south of the Strip at the South Point. Look, there's a lot more stuff happening in the world of Vegas entertainment, but I can't fit it into this quick news chat every week, so please read my Thursday column, Curtain Up, at LasVegasSun.com, and then you will know everything I know all the time. As mentioned, the great Shin Lim is my guest this week. You know him as the only two-time champion on America's Got Talent. He started a successful headlining show at the Mirage Theater a few years back when that room was also being shared by Terry Fader, Boys to Men, and the Aces of Comedy series. Now Fader is at New York, New York, and Boys to Men has yet to return, so the room is all his, and it's been renovated to his specifications and looks pretty spectacular. That's going to allow Shin to do some big illusions he's never done before and really amplify his unique act of sleight of hand close-up magic. He's back on stage at the Mirage this week on Thursday night. It's a really big deal for this iconic strip property to have this legendary theater activated once again, and I can't wait to see what he's done to his already amazing show. Here's my conversation with Shin Lim. It's the middle of June, and you are reopening the show at the Mirage on July 1st. Are you just like... Super deep into rehearsals and setting up right now, or what's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I mean, pretty much all of quarantine, I've been super deep into experimenting with new concepts, experimenting with new effects. I've been doing a lot of uh, trial and error, and and also just developing new slights, uh, all for the all for the show, um, and also to have just a, a new repertoire. It's always good to have a refreshing uh, tricks because you know you don't always do the same stuff. Well, I, I personally just get bored if I keep doing the same thing. So um, it was it was really good to to be able to just kind of you know step away from the performance aspect because it's it's just a totally different game. Like it's it's totally different from performing uh, when it comes to creating. Creating is like a, it's fun. It's like a, it's almost like a science project and and. So I've been doing a lot of that during, during my downtime and, um, and now it was starting to gear everything up for the, the shows and, uh, putting everything together. We're about to rehearse everything in the, in the new theater. So the theater's like kind of redesigned before we I kind of had to work around Terry Fader's theater. Uh, I was, I wasn't able to touch anything. I couldn't move anything. So it was very difficult for me to really do what I wanted to do uh, freely. Uh, and, but now, now the theater is pretty much mine. So, uh, it's been completely refurbished essentially. And yeah, I, I'm going to be able to, um, to do some amazing things there. Yeah. I know that makes a really big difference. You're, you're going to be one of the first, maybe the first show to be back in that room. I know the comedy is going to be back soon, but that obviously Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't require a lot of, uh, staging or setup. So yeah, it sounds like you got kind of a fresh blank canvas to play around with. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's really good. And also I, I believe it possibly will be at a hundred percent or very likely be a hundred percent capacity by the time I open. So, uh, I think they're waiting on that as well. Uh, cause it's a big, big, big theater in terms of seats. Uh, I remember that was kind of an issue. Mm-hmm. The more seats there were, it was harder to to get a full capacity because uh, can't have too many people in one room. Yeah, I mean that's got to feel great for you. You know, even though it's been so long since you performed in Las Vegas, uh, it must feel good to 
to be able to reopen without all those restrictions that a lot of other mm-hmm. owners had to deal with over this time. Right. Yeah. There were so many unknowns that, cause that we, we were debating on opening, I think it was like six months ago. And so we're like, okay, so, and we have a lot of audience participation in, in the show, uh, at least my, um, guest special guest Colin cloud he, he has a lot of uh special guests come up uh, sorry he has a lot of guests come up on stage uh and kind of participate in the uh, in the show so it was very tricky for us to try to figure out like how do we work around all of that and then they gotta wear masks and we have to wear masks on stage so it was it was uh, very very tough but now that all those things have kind of died down so we're it's it'll be a lot easier well, I'm glad to hear that Colin is going to uh, continue to be a, a big part of the show because you guys have such great rhythm and chemistry in the, in the previous version. So is that going to pretty much stay the same, the format wise where you guys are going back and forth? Yeah. Um, the, the, the entire show's actually changed though. So uh, in terms of the storyline base, it's a lot more personal uh, and it's a lot more like uh abstract as well so so it's he plays kind of like a narrator in a sense like uh kind of like a morgan freeman if you will <laughs> uh but uh, but no he's he's still we still go back and forth but it's it's in a different way now so it, it's cool um i think people who have seen the show before if they watch it um some of the effects might be the same but it'll feel completely different um at least that's how i feel uh, when i'm seeing it from outside perspective it really feels uh, completely different. So I'm very excited. It sounds like you, I mean, in talking to different people who have, uh, reopened their shows on the strip or prepared to, uh, like you getting ready to do it again. Uh, you know, some people have taken kind of a starting over approach and some people have taken trying to pick up where they left off. It sounds like you decided really early on that you wanted to really change it up quite a bit. Uh, well, I, that decision actually happened later on. And to be honest, I wasn't doing anything during the uh, first, I think, six months of lockdown. I was just playing Call of Duty mainly. <laughs> and, uh, but then, but then once, uh, once it started getting closer to like opening or at least when the MGM wanted to start opening, then I started taking the creative more seriously. And I was like, okay, I think this is the perfect opportunity for me to make the changes now. And uh, I better make it now because then I won't have time later on. You're known, obviously, for these, you know, super meticulous routines that uh, clearly take a lot of planning and thoughtful planning. Uh, How do you think all this time away from the stage affected your creative process in general? I think the only thing really probably is just what people enjoy uh, and people, what people, uh, how people react to certain tricks, because I think once you, you haven't done that for such a long time, you kind of forget how people react to a magic trick. Cause magic is so kind of different from a lot of the other different art forms in a sense where it's, it's like something entertaining, but at the same time, there's a puzzling aspect to it where it's something that fools people and they don't know how to solve it. Uh, and so you kind of forget what, what makes people react to certain puzzles essentially. Um, but other than that, it, it's, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, being away from the stage, I, uh, I think, I think I still kind of was able to um, create the show, how I wanted to create it. Um, and it was actually a pretty good sabbatical, I would have to say, uh, because it, it really kind of reset everything in my brain and helped me focus a lot more on, on how to create, 
something really, really different. And like I said before, it's a lot more personal to my story. And I was able to actually really self-reflect a lot during this time as well um, for that. So, uh, so yeah, it actually was, I think, a blessing in disguise uh, in terms of being in lockdown. I know a lot of people, you know, had a hard time in lockdown, not able to go out. For me, uh, I'm an introvert, so I actually don't really mind <laughs> being inside. And um, I think it was actually, it was really good. And I can't wait for people to see what, what I've created. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the story of your career is, is bringing something really different, uh, to the stage, uh, and to the presentation and, and, you know, doing some things that people are familiar with, but putting a different spin on it that is very unique to your own style. So now that you had all this time to, uh, dig into that deeper and, and really create some new stuff, how do you balance uh, how much new stuff you want to have versus kind of giving people what they, what they expect, what they know and love and what they, what they want to see from your show. Yeah. So um, I, I'm still doing the same two acts that I'm kind of like known for in the magic community, at least. So I'm still, I still kept that because I know if I don't perform those, uh, <laughs> they would oust me. So I, uh, I'm still performing those two acts, but then everything else is pretty much changed. So yeah, some, some old stuff, but yeah, a lot more new stuff. Is there, is there something that you're something new that you're particularly excited about, even if it's just like a specific effect or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm adding in, it's not too many at this time. Uh, it's actually only three, three or four moments, but they're pretty much, uh, like big illusions and I've never done big illusions before. So I've kind of added them throughout the show, but, uh, they're not like, they're not like a specified moments per se. They're kind of interweaved throughout the show kind of unsuspectingly. So, uh, it's not like, it's not like a, I don't, I don't know if you've seen like illusion shows, but sometimes it takes a long time to set up for the big massive illusion to happen. So I wanted to not have that. I wanted to kind of sneak it in, like in the middle to kind of happen within the close up trick. So it kind of throws people off. And so I'm most excited for that because I've never done illusions before ever for people. So I'm very excited to see their reaction. <laughs> I'm hoping it works. That That's, that's the, that's the one thing I'm excited for. One of the last times we spoke, I found out we had something in common, which is that we both got into cooking a little bit deeper <laughs> during the pandemic and all this time yeah. at home. How's that going? Have you, have you found any other favorite recipes that you're perfecting? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've been cooking borscht. It's like a Russian soup. I didn't expect uh, you to say that. <laughs> yeah it's it's really good it's beetroot it's like meatball soup and uh it's it's pretty much their version of like the chicken healthy chicken soup um with like risotto rice it's it's really good it's 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 uh very tasty yeah i i had it when i was in st petersburg uh, a long time ago and i i during the lockdown i remembered how much i liked it and i was like oh i should search up how to cook that so that, i learned how to cook that so, this is, this is, sounds like the beginning of a, of a blog or a cookbook or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exploring the world and stealing recipes that you love from all over the place. Yes. That sounds pretty good. Anthony Bourdain. There you go. There you go. Well, what else do you want to say to uh, everybody who is excited to see you back on stage at the Mirage? Uh, 
Well, for everyone, all of, all my fans and everyone who's seen the show before, uh, I think you guys are going to really love this new one because you'll still get to see some of the old, old tricks, but uh, there's a lot of new things, I think. And, and also um, a new storyline that is a lot more personal to me. And I think you guys will like that a lot. Uh, and for those who have never seen Magic or maybe never seen me, uh, come see the show. It's, it's, it's different pretty sure it's different from a lot of other bigger illusions it's, it's a lot more intricate it's, it's very fast-paced the show is very uh one after the other it doesn't really slow down at all um and so if if you get bored easily at shows then, then maybe this one's for you that's all i got this week uh special thanks to shin lim go see him at the mirage this is one of my favorite magic shows on the strip and he's doing it in the room where Siegfried and Roy used to perform. So pretty cool experience. Shin Lim at the Mirage theater. If you want to find past episodes of this show, go to lasvegasun.com slash podcasts, or you can listen and subscribe on Apple podcasts. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next Wednesday. Take care.